What's up, Chelsea fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Roman's Empire podcast, where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. So, before we get started, um, just want to say a quick rest in peace to Mr. Chester Bennington, lead singer of Linkin Park. Um, he passed away earlier this morning, hung himself. Um, Sam, you want to weigh in on it? Yeah, I really grew up listening to Linkin Park. They had a huge influence. On Iconic. The kind of music I listened to for the rest of my life, they were like a combination of rap and rock. The so two best. Two that, best that really honestly made me... It, it established what I listened to for the rest of my life, and I really you know have a soft spot for Linkin Park. My heart goes out to his family. He has yeah. two wives and six children. Six children. So, um, you know, prayers for them. And, yep. you know, it's really it's just a, it's a sad day. Sad day indeed. A uh, big part of my childhood as well. So, um, let's move on to something a little more lighthearted. Huh? Yeah, can we please? Yeah, so uh, this week um, we have a pretty packed pod for you guys. So, we're going to start out by talking about Mr. Alvaro Morata. We finally got a striker, which is always nice. Um, next up, we're going to talk about our little transfer roundup. Uh, we're going to give you guys the latest on rumors and news. And then we're going to finish up with a quick assessment of Manchester City this season. Me and Sam are going to weigh in and tell you guys uh, how we think they'll do and um, how they've done their business so far this summer. So, um, jumping straight into it. We finally got a striker. Yes, we did. Which is nice. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, um, Alvaro Morata is in London right now. Mm -hmm. um, by the time this pod gets released, um, he'll probably be confirmed a Chelsea player. Uh, deal was reportedly $58 million with um, some add-ons that could bring it up to possibly $70 million, which is most likely the case. Um, how do you feel about it, Song? I think that Murata is a great fit for Chelsea. It was tough that we missed out on Lukaku, obviously. But, um, you know, Murata was cheaper. You know, less transfer fee, less uh, agent fee as well. Um, oh, the agent fee was a big one. Mino Raiola is a greedy bastard. Oh, yeah. Notorious for that. And he, who knows? Really, Conte, I, I feel like, may have preferred Murata in, in the long run. I mean... Do you think it was his first choice? Because because a lot of reports are saying you know Conte that was Conte's first choice all along. I mean I I kind of I kind of believe it, um, just because you know he kind of ticks all the boxes in terms of what Conte looks for in a player. But you know, do you think it was first choice? I mean, he's a great counterattacking threat. We need that you know at the striker position. He's really great with the ball. Great dribbler. Um, Runs the channels pretty well, is able to hold up play. You know, that's yeah. it, it, depending on whether we have two up top or you know he's going to be there by himself. These are all like important aspects. You know, if he's going to be holding up by himself. Um, so I think that in the long run, we might have gotten the better deal. We, we he has he has a great ceiling. Lukaku obviously has got the athleticism. Yeah, um, Lukaku is more of a physical specimen. I, I, yeah, you can't you can't really compare like you know you can't really expect Murata to you know work out and train and just you know somehow become the athletic. He's not but, he, he's not the type of player that's going to bulldoze you know two center halves to get to the ball like Lukaku. Yeah, but you know, but, but he's, he's strong enough to hold his own. Of definitely. course, and he he's still getting stronger. You know, just like 
Yeah, now that he's coming to the Premier League, I, I completely agree. I think I think he's gonna have to put on weight, like a lot of players do that do that come abroad. But what he lacks, come from abroad. What he lacks in athleticism, I think he makes up even more so with his football IQ. Oh, definitely. I I agree completely. Um, you know, he did work with Conte before at Juve. Um, you know, a lot of people on social media they're either praising the sale or they're bashing it. Very, very typical with football fans nowadays, right? Mm. But I'm just going to, you know, this is one thing that kind of bothers me with the people that are bashing him. He worked with Conte before, right? That's and he right. was pretty successful doing so. Mm. I believe that this was Conte's first choice. Um, and I also think that if you come up through Real Madrid's youth academy, mm-hmm. then you get sold to Juve. Real Madrid buys you back. Yeah. You possess some kind of quality slash world-class potential. Another point to add on to what you just said, that means that he's played for top clubs his whole life. He has that experience. That pressure is not really as much. Lukaku is not going to affect him as much. Lukaku, on the other hand, you know, he, he played for Chelsea, but he's he's strive. He played his highest level at, at Everton. You know, I mean, obviously not nearly the same size. And maybe in. In this decade or in this century, <laughs> to yeah. Man United, maybe back, maybe over a hundred years ago, they're comparable. Argue but <laughs> there, there's more pressure playing for Manchester exactly. United than there is for Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's, yeah. they have, all eyes are him on him right now. I don't think that the same pressure is on Murata because of the teams that he's played for. I mean, you look at it from Manchester's point of view, and in terms of Lukaku, this is it for Manchester. United in particular, like if they don't succeed this season with the squad that they're putting together, they're going to be scrutinized so much, especially after last I year. I mean, especially after the last couple years. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last oh, three yeah. or four years were major failures. They brought in the manager they wanted. They're buying the players they wanted. Last summer was Pogba. This summer's Lukaku. They've added Lindelof. Mm-hmm. I mean, they if they don't, you know, at at least win one major trophy this year, I think it'll be a failure for Manchester United. Where if Morata comes in, I think there is a little less pressure because you're playing at a club that's not as big as Manchester United. But at the same time, there is pressure to repeat last season's successes with success this season. Um, so overall, I mean, I- I'm pretty excited to have him on board. You know, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm going to keep stressing it. I trust Antonio Conte. So, you know, this is a player that he's very, very pleased with and is a player that's thrilled to come to the club. I mean, did you see did you see his quotes about coming to the club? I mean, he's he, he's he's just very, very excited to be here. He's excited to work under Conte. Mm-hmm. He's happy to be at a club where he feels wanted and, you know, and he doesn't have any hard feelings about leaving Madrid. You know, he ruled out a possibility of him returning. His his mind is Chelsea right now, and it's it's great to see. Uh do you think it's possible that Lukaku doesn't have as good of a season as Murata next season. I think it's possible. Um, I do think that, you know, in terms of quality, they're both at about the same wavelength. I know some people would beg to differ. Um, But like you said, Murata does have a higher ceiling, and I do believe that. Um, I think IQ takes you a lot farther in football than just pure athleticism, which is what Lukaku has. but you know, like I said, it's gonna, he's going to have a successful season. I'm predicting somewhere between like 15 and 20 goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's going to do exactly what Diego Costa did for us last season, um, just because there is always that 
you know, that adjustment that players from um, leagues that are not as physical like Spain and France, mm-hmm. you know, they have to make adjustments. They, you know, they got to usually put on more weight. They got to get used to the physicality. I don't think it's going to take too long for Morata to get adjusted to, to that, but I do think it's going to take some some amount of time. I think that 15 goals might be uh, understating, you know, the amount of goals he's going to score this year. He was able to score 15 goals uh, and also have four Ooh. assists and, you know, 26 Touché. appearances. This season with Real Madrid, you know, in only 14 starts, uh, I think that 15 goals is should be the benchmark. You know, that should be – he's going to be starting a lot more this year for Chelsea. Right now, actually, uh, if you look at the odds for the Golden Boot after this transfer, right now Harry Kane has the best odds, 11-4. Uh, Lukaku, the second best, 4-1. to one. And Murata is not far behind, 8-1 to one odds to win – I mean, to win Golden Boot this next year, obviously, I mean, if that's fourth best, that's pretty funny. The third best is actually Diego Costa, 7-1, but it's probably not going to be it's there that long. Happen. So, Murata is going to be third best once uh, Diego Costa gets out of here. That, very, very nice. Yeah, the, the you know, the bookmakers, they think that he has potential to, you know, possibly you, score most goals this year. You've done your homework. I have. I've done a little bit of that's, research. Those those are monster stats. <laughs> Those are those are monster yeah, you know, stats. He accounted, for, he accounted for 19, 19 total goals. You know, fifteen goals might be understating his value, um, but I, 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 you know, I, I'm not going to be. I'm not saying that I'm going to be surprised if he comes in and scores, you know, twenty three or twenty four. Mm-hmm. I know he has that kind of capability, um, but you know, he he's coming into a system that he is familiar with, but that he hasn't played in, you know, three years. Um, and he's also coming into a new league um, with new teammates that he's not as familiar with. And we're also forgetting that um, Eden Hazard's not going to be there, you know, probably for the first month or so. Yeah, so and there's going to be a lot more pressure on him. A lot more pressure on him, but gonna... that's also the main supply line for Chelsea. I mean, you know, he's still going to have William Pedro and Fabregas, but it's always better to have Eden Hazard playing right oh, yeah. next to you, you know. Um but but I am excited about this, and I'm also excited about Michi Batshuayi for next season. Um, I know we haven't spoken about him too much in the podcast, mm-hmm. um, but for those of you that don't know, Chelsea did play a behind-closed-doors friendly uh, earlier this week against Fulham. Um, we absolutely crushed him. Mm-hmm. I think we put eight goals past them. Um, but Michi Batshuayi, two goals and two assists in that game, and based on the highlights, mm-hmm. he looks leaner. Um he looks like he's more focused. I think it's also important to Both know. assists with his left foot. Yeah, left, two left-footed assists. He's a right-footed player. I mean, he's developing this summer. I mean, I, I'm really excited. I, he, he has a lot of momentum coming off of last summer, I mean, uh, off, of, off of last year of with course, his goal against course. West Brom. Yeah, I think that he is able to carry this momentum into next season. And, you know, we're definitely going to see him play a lot more minutes. Uh, I'm really excited, you know. Because all we have right now is him and Morata at the striker position. Yeah. So he's 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 going to be playing probably a lot more league league matches while Morata will probably be saved for Champions League games, which is understandable. But mm-hmm. those what, mid those midweek matches. Yeah. What that means is that we're going to see a lot more Michi this year, and I hope we do. I'm, you know, I, I've always been very high up on the guy, and he's he's come. Um, he's become you know the face of a lot of scrutiny last year. Mm-hmm. He scores important goals, and he scores different goals, and that's what I like about him. I know he's primarily a poacher, but people discount 
you know, his athleticism. Mm-hmm. He has a decent amount of pace, and he's he's strong, man. I mean, this have you seen this? This guy has really, really huge thighs, big, big legs. I mean, yeah. he's strong. He holds off defenders. He's really good taking the ball off his chest. I'm excited for him, and and you know, I do think he's going to get a lot more minutes, and I do think Conte is high up on him because don't forget whether it was a Conte buy or not, that was the first purchase Chelsea made after he became manager. If he there's been talks about Conte switching to possibly uh, two strikers up top. Yeah, three, five, two. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, with Hazard possibly out for the first, you know, for the first month or how long, how long is he going to be out for? Probably the first month. So I mean, as of now, he's going to miss at least the first three or four matches. So when, when Conte wants to experiment with that, it's going to see, we're going to see Murata and Batshuayi next to each other. So um, what do you think about them? together at the same time on the pitch i like the idea of having both of them playing next to each other at the same time but i don't think that they're a perfect match for each other mm-hmm. um mainly because you know they're neither of them are really runners mm-hmm. and none of them are really playmakers i mean Murata could he could create he's really good at passing and finding seams um but you don't really want Murata dropping off and being that player for you um I don't think Batshuayi and Murata are going to play next to each other to start the season. Mm-hmm. I think Pedro is. Um, I think he performed really, really well last season, and I think he's earned the faith of Conte. Yeah. Um, I just think he's more suited. Sometimes at Barcelona, he would play the false nine. Um, so it's a, it's a position that is kind of familiar to him, and if he does slot in next to Murata, that's going to be exactly where he's playing. I just think from what we've seen in the past, uh, Batshuayi really plays at his best when he's alongside another good striker. So whenever him and Costa were in at the same time, that's when I think that he played his best. Yeah, I, so, I, I definitely think so as well. I mean, it's, it's a good if, point. If that means that Murata is going to have to change the way he plays, if he's going to play up on top, I mean, we'll see Like the way, the way that Conte is going to tailor it up. I mean, I like it, just one on top, but... You know, if we can play both of them together, I think that's going to make actually benefit Batshuayi a lot more than Murata. But yeah, I mean, I mean, my only issue with playing both of them up top is, like I said, you know, I said they weren't runners, and by that I mean none of them are technically speedsters. They both have a decent amount of pace, um, but I just I I don't see the fit unless Conte sees it the same way you do. Um, but that still remains to be seen, and it's something to keep an eye on as the season gets underway. Mm-hmm. Um, how about we dive into some transfers? Let's do it. Let's get it going. So this this is a big one. So this is a transfer we actually thought was going to happen before Murata because Murata did. I mean, it did kind of pop up out of the blue. Um, we were linked to him, but the links were never um, super strong after, especially after the Lukaku saga. Yeah. Um, so first player we have on our list is Danilo, a former teammate of Murata now. Um, so it looks like Man City hijacked. Uh, hijacking. Yet another so hijacking. Both Manchester hijackings. Uh-huh. Um, so, long story short, um, Chelsea was pursuing Danilo. They were very, very interested. Um, we talked about a little bit about him last week. He's a more traditional right back. Um, so, we offered $28 million for him. Real Madrid was asking for 30 Manchester City off, uh, matched that offer and also added uh, $5 million in potential bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Real Madrid's not going to say no. They got the price and then some for the player that they wanted. Um, are we are, are we going to be missing out on someone that we're going to you know look back on in the future and say, man, you know we should have nabbed them while we could have? Or uh, you know we're offering we're spending around seventy million dollars for Morata, offered 
seventy million, another seventy million dollars for Alexandro, uh, which as of now is probably not going to be going through. And you know, for some reason, Conte doesn't want to improve that right side. And you know, I love Victor Moses, but let me correct you really quick. It's not Conte. It's the board because the board is also ultimately in charge of it. So what Conte does is he gives them a list. Mm-hmm. And they say we'll see what we can do, and if there's a price that they see is viable, then they go for it and and they, and they pull the trigger on the deal. Yeah, you're right, but I I think that my point is that I love Victor Moses, but I think that we're in dire need right now of a more traditional defender playing at that wing back position on the right side, and you know Victor Moses I think is more of a winger the way his play style he was you know he. He's he's not as disciplined to stay back. Like when you play three back, you really need a disciplined defender back there on, on the sides. You know? I mean, as well as he played last season, you're right. He's he's not the ideal defender. Yeah. When when you know the other team has the ball, and, and we don't really play a possession style. So um, you know, we do play with a lot of possession when we play against the lesser sides. But against the bigger teams, most of the time we're soaking up pressure and hitting them on the break and. You know, Victor Moses, you could see where he'd be suited for that, but at the same time, you want to have another option where if you're going to be soaking up pressure, it would be nice to have someone on that right-hand side who's a more natural defender. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and, and when he's isolated, you don't really have to worry about him. It, it'll just negate a weak point that we have in our team, which is, I mean, that's probably the most blatant weak point we have in our whole squad right now mm-hmm. is that right wing-back position because... You know, people oftentimes just clip the ball right over Victor Moses, and they body up Aspilicueta with their center forward, and they're in. You know, yeah. and and, not, and now they play. I mean, you stated earlier that you know the board maybe isn't prioritizing this right wing back. Do you think that we should have prioritized him earlier in the market or this this position in general? I'm I'm a big big believer on versatility, and Aspilicueta gives us versatility, right? Yeah. Um, I think we should have prioritized the left-hand side because, like I said, Azpilicueta is versat- versatile enough to play as that right wing back when need be. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of depth in center back right now as is. Um, I honestly think we should have gone for, for more depth on the left-hand side. But the right-hand side definitely would help. Yeah. Azpilicueta could play the left or the right-hand side. Obviously, he's right-footed, so that would be more suited to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is something that we should have – you know, prioritize earlier on in the summer. I mean, going, you know, going out, coming out of this season, that was the main criticism was what happens if Alonzo or what happens if Moses gets injured? And, you know, we we saw what happened. Um, You know, we struggled when either of those guys got hurt or couldn't play for whatever reason. Um, So, yeah, I think we should have prioritized it. I think that we still, like I said, we could, we could definitely upgrade Victor Moses um, I think Marcus Alonso is good enough for now, um, but we do need more cover on that left hand side as well. Well, I don't think it's too late to fill that right, you know, that right wing back role. I think there's a lot of uh, potential players on the market that we can look at. One name in particular, Sergi Aurier from PSG. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I'm, 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 I, like I, I said, like you know, he's a defender first kind of player. Uh, ironic, he's 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 a very disciplined defender on the field but you know deals with a lot of discipline issues off the field he do, he does um, go in he does go into some challenges very rash and it, it, it's <laughs> somewhat reminiscent of his off-field antics yeah so you know he, he is maybe a bit of a head case 
Uh, I don't know if Conte is willing to bring that kind of player onto the, you know, onto the team. But um, you know, physically, he, plays, he has all the tools. He, you know, he plays with a lot of power, a lot of pace. I really like him at that position. It, if, if they can fix these issues, uh, off the field issues, I mean, we, we've dealt with off the field issues before, and it really it doesn't turn out great. Um, Diego Costa. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yes, thank yes. you. Yeah. Um, we did end up winning, you know, the title, but still, yeah, it didn't end up great. Uh, but. I think that I think that he's a possible option. What do you think? I think I think he would be an option. You know, the, the club is very vaguely linked to him, but who aren't we linked with nowadays? Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he would be he would be a decent fit for us. Like I said, he has to get his his attitude right mentally. Um, you know, another player that hasn't had a very good mental attitude. I mean, before last season was Bakayoko. Um, I don't know if you read up on it, but you know. He had Claude McAlealy mentor him a lot. Um, he moved him into a different neighborhood. Um, I forgot what kind of car he had. I think he had a pink Porsche Cayenne. And he wound up selling it and getting a normal <laughs> colored car like a normal human being. But, you know, if we could if we could Very pull smart. if we could pull a similar trick with Serge Aurier, then I mean I'm all for getting him, but I definitely think there are other options. One of them uh, that I have written down here is El said Hissage. He plays for Napoli. Um Again, another guy who's defender first, traditional right back, mm-hmm. but he loves overlap and joining on the attacks. And um, you know, it's it's something that it's something that we can definitely do with. Um, Twenty three years old, and I have him listed down here because he's from the Serie A, a league that Conte is very very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I actually think this is a guy that realistically is on the radar. And you're looking at you know looking at people that are going to be in and around the price range of Danilo. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of these guys are going to be in and around, you know, the 25 to $35 million mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last person I have on here is actually my preference. Yeah. Instead and, of going out and getting another guy, why not just scooch one guy over a little bit to the right? And I'll keep preaching it till the day I die. I really think Aspilicueta will do a job at that right wing back. Again, he, he's a, de- Aspilicueta is a deputy. I mean, this guy play, he'll play anywhere you tell him to. And, and it's, pretty much a guarantee that he'll do a good job. I think that's safe to say. Um, but I do think Azpilicueta would be better suited as a right wing back, particularly for the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Premier League, I think we could get by with Victor Moses. Um, but again, you know, if we want to go for a more defensive approach, especially in the knockout stages, you'd rather go for experience and you'd rather go for you know um, a more solid option, more reliable option, and that's where Azpilicueta comes in. I mean... I just down here I have the names listed of all of our center backs. We've got Andreas Christensen, Gary Cahill, David Luiz, Antonio Rudiger. Um, Kurt Zuma's going out on loan, but I mean, we have four center backs right now. Five if you're including Aspilicueta. I think Conte could find a way to rotate the squad to get Aspilicueta possibly playing as a center back for league and possibly as a right wing back for the Champions League. Well, I I think Aspilicueta. I mean, he's he's a prototypical right back. I mean, he, that's what he played before. And I think the only reason why they moved him to center back is because you know we needed a reliable center back after we lost Zuma, after we lost you know JT last year. We needed another center back in that position. And I think Conte trusted Victor Moses enough on that you know right side to allow Aspilicueta to play as you know the third center back. Mm-hmm. And and he did it. He 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 was arguably the best. Yeah, out of that back three. Well, that's just year. because he's such a. You know, I know a lot of people say David Luiz, but as Piliqueta had a hell he of a. He's such year. a keen known for knows for defending that you know you can put him in the middle or in the center or on the right side on the outside and 
You know, he knows I mean, what he knows how to get him into into right position. When and, when we had Brana, he was playing on the left hand side of the yeah. back four, and he really anywhere. Like you said, the additions of Rudiger, Christensen, I think that all of those guys are worthy of a starting spot. Me in, too. In the starting, yeah. you know, in in the back three. I, 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 right at this moment, I can't think of what our possible Champions League best setup is, but I think it does include Aspilicueta as the right wing back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can't argue with that. I, I, K- I agree 100%. Cahill, Luis, Christensen, or Rudiger as the third center back, whichever one, you know, is, is in better uh, form at that time. I, you know, I, I love that. I love the sound of that. Yeah, me and too. You don't have to go out and get another player. That's just. You know, I think we we have we have all the pieces, but you you mentioned earlier depth. That's that is an important issue, and Conte is not afraid to move people around. And you know, it's one thing I notice about Conte is that he does like to buy players that are very versatile, Mm -hmm. and he likes versatile players in general. And Aspilicueta is as versatile as they get in terms of a defender. And I and I think that we're not only going to see him in center back this year. I think you're going to see a lot of time spent on that right wing back position. I mean, if. If it comes to that point, I think you can even put him as a, as a center defensive mid. He could I think play. He, could, he I think he could play that position if push comes to shove. Yeah, I mean that's just the I think the way he's he. Able I might to play. be I might be going out on a limb here, but he is kind of Philip Lom esque <laughs> in terms of his footballing IQ. You know, he, 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 I don't he, think that's going too far. He thinks he thinks seconds ahead of everyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's so good at predicting. You know, where the ball is going to go, what, where the player is going to go, what kind of runs they're making, how are they going to attack him. Yeah, I love Dave, man. Yeah, he's 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 definitely. I I still haven't gotten my hands on a new kit, but I'm gonna get it as Pelicueta. Yeah, he's up next. He's he's definitely a, he's up on, next. He's on my priority list of jerseys yeah. to come. Yeah, definitely. That right after I get my Lukaku Chelsea jersey yeah, return, yeah. you know. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of wingbacks, we did lose out on Alexandro. He's poised to make a, to sign a contract extension at Juventus. Uh-huh. Um, keeping him at the club for you know, pot three or more years. I mean, that's usually how much contract extensions uh-huh. are nowadays. Or were, was Juventus asking too much money, or is the loss of Benucci, you know, making them unwilling to sell Alexandra now? Well, not just the loss of Benucci, but also the loss of. Uh... Danny Alves as Danny well. Danny Alves as well. So yeah. I think it's 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 going to be tough for Juventus to let you know let go of any more key defenders at this point. I mean, um, they already stated that they're not going to sell him unless he puts in a transfer request himself. I, I mean, and it makes sense from their standpoint. Like they did lose two great defenders that you know, and I think that they brought in uh, Danny Alves to really mentor Alexandro. And I think that Juventus feels like this guy might be their next guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, I mean, know, he's been that guy for the last two seasons or so for them. He's been, he's been phenomenal on that left-hand side. Well, another name, you know, if we can't get him, I, 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 I personally think that right now at this point, it's going to be really tough to get him from Juventus. But um, Benjamin Mendy, you know, every there's, it seems like almost every team is you know trying to get him at this. Every point. big club, at least, yeah. I, he, he he's a player. He's a player I really like. If we're gonna if 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 we bid seventy million dollars for Alexandro, why not? You know, Monaco's asking for fifty million. They want Kyle Walker money. I mean, that, that's why Man City's having a little hiccup, but trying I mean, to get him. Is 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 it is it too far to you know 
make a bid for $50 million for uh, Benjamin Mendy if we don't get Alexandra? A 23-year-old left back that is held in very, very high regard by almost every major club in the world for $50 million in today's transfer market. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I mean, I think you just got to suck it up and, and you know, buy them. I mean, yeah. it, it, especially nowadays, players are going for such ridiculous amounts of money. Um, that's just how the market is. And, you know, that TV deal that they struck with NBC, mm-hmm. we have the, we have the prize money. We still have Oscar fund, which is probably spent on Murata, but you know, we're anticipating more money coming in for Costa money coming in for Matic. You know, why not put out the 50 million for Benjamin Mendy? But to add to that, I wouldn't write off, um, Alexandro right now. Juventus wants... Many Matic, they've inquired about him, and I, you know, and it, this isn't the first year they've even inquired about him. I know they were interested in him last summer after the horrible season he had. Mm-hmm. He could be a make weight in a deal, you know, maybe throw in Matic and some cash, and then there you go, you have a deal all of a sudden. Now Juventus is listening again. In my opinion, I think Benjamin Mendy for fifty million dollars, yeah, that's that's cheaper than you know getting for Alexandro for seventy million. It's still expensive though. He, He's not. I don't think they're. From what we've seen so far, I I really can't compare them. Uh, like you know, as as an attacking wing back, I think Alexandro is right now on a different level. And if we can make a move with Matic, because right now he's got interest from Juventus, he's got interest from Man United as well. But you know, I mean, I, on the on the left hand side, Alexandro's second to Marcelo. Yeah. I mean, they're they're in my opinion, they're the two best left backs on the planet right now. Maybe David Oliver could be up there as well. But. He, he's definitely in the argument. In top three, I'd put him up there. Benjamin Mendy at this point, you know, it's the, the twenty million difference. I don't think that's even like worth it. I think that if we can move Montage, because we're we're asking for forty million right now for Montage. You know, the, the two suitors right now looks like Juventus, Man, Man United. Hopefully not. Man. I I pray that we don't sound. I don't think we're gonna be I, It doesn't look do like it. yeah. It doesn't look like at this point after we you know after we lost Lukaku to them, it, it would be foolish of us to to support our, our you know opponents like that again. With, I ranted, such a great player. I ranted about it last. Yeah, week. I mean forty million dollars is I I think that is honestly a perfect asking price for him. I think he's worth that much. Man United is willing to spend that much, but. I think, but the point is whether Chelsea is willing to give him to a rival. I think that if we can somehow move him to Juventus out of the Premier League and get Alexandro back, you know, some sort of make way deal, I, I would love that. That would be that would be a masterstroke in terms mm-hmm. of transfers. Um, I just obviously, I, obviously, the, you know, the dollar amounts won't match up, so we'll have to pay extra but of course. i mean but I, I i don't know where people get off saying that matic isn't worth 40 million i mean you're talking right. he was the That's best right. he was the best defensive midfielder in the premier league in 14 15 in that mm-hmm. title campaign it, he's a two-time premier league champion he's a better passer than people give him credit for his only downfall is his lack of pace that's it he hits lightning bolts mm-hmm. from 35 out you know, he's like I said, he's such a good people. People don't understand how good of a passer Matic is, and he would suit so many teams and just fit in so well mm-hmm. in so many different setups. You know, like I said, he has no pace, so he can't play as a single pivot. But if he's alongside a runner, 
just like he was last season next to Conte. I mean, he flourishes. Well, dollar dollars amount aside or pounds amount aside, are we going to miss him? Are we going to miss having him on our team? I, th- I think we're going to miss him. I, I said before, Bakayoko is definitely an upgrade on Matic, but Matic brings that experience to the table. Um, and I think sometimes Bakayoko could have some sort of discipline issues on the field in terms of diving into tackles, silly yellow cards, things like that, um, where Matic is less prone to lash out. Um, I think we're going to miss him, at least for the first season or so. Um, especially, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it next. <laughs> and I'm about to go on a really big rant, but we're losing midfielders like no tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be hard to give up Matic when my favorite young midfielder is gone. And I, I really don't know what to do with myself. What? Take it away, Zach. I'm sorry. All right. What the fuck are we thinking? Like, five, only five million for Chaloba. That's after he had an awesome Euros campaign. Steal. That's a total steal. Steal. In, at the end of next season, he's yeah. going to be linked to other clubs and they're going to be asking 25, 30 million for him. Guaranteed. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind that we're going to regret this decision. I know when we let De Bruyne go and we let Lukaku go and we let Ryan Bertrand go, I knew we were going to regret those. But this one, this one hurts so much. Just because we've we've seen him grow as a player and come back to the club after four different loan spells, look the part, look like he's going to fit in, and... It's all over now. I mean, there's not even a buyback clause. It's not even like, you know, he does well this season. Let's put in a bid for him. He's gone. He's gone for good. What What do you think? Um, it's really hard for me to, like, really answer this question, but what do you think the rationale behind that is? I mean, playing time. He needs playing time. He's too good to be sitting on the bench playing, you know, third or fourth fiddle to whoever's in front of him. It's it's honestly a consequence of the Premier League today, and I think it shows where the Premier League is today in terms of money. They have money, so they're going to go out and buy players that you know already have a certain pedigree in terms of experience, like Bakayoko has Champions League experience. Mm. And if you ask me, that's you know the biggest difference between the two. I think Chaloba could have done a job for us this season. I think he could be a really – I think he already is a really, really good Premier League player. But it just shows where the league is today. They would rather go out and buy players that are ready-made, spend $40, 50000000 million, bring in a guy that's ready-made as opposed to promoting someone that's you know within your club but that just doesn't have the experience yet. Losing Nathaniel Chaloba makes it really, really hard for us to give up Montage, I think, at this point. We're, gonna, we're losing a lot of depth at midfield, and um, like it makes – Keeping Matic sound a lot more appealing, but I don't know if it means if it means getting Alexandro back, I might I might be okay with you know keeping our depth at you know the midfield position. But do, do you think it's, it's going to you know do we need more midfielders? We do need more midfielders, and I don't think Matic um, mending his you know his uh, relationship with the club or the manager. Is gonna inf- is gonna bring him back. I think there's zero possibility of him coming back to the team next year. I think he's gone for sure. He didn't mm-hmm. even travel with us to China. Um, we do need more midfielders, though. You know, we need to, we need to go out into the market and we need to buy someone that's you know, in my in my opinion, someone that's experienced because our midfield still is relatively young. I know Angolo Conte has two years of experience, 
but we need to go out and buy someone with experience who's willing to accept the role, you know, off the bench behind Bakayoko, Fabregas, and Conte, because as far as I'm concerned, those are the three that are going to stay. We have Lewis Baker. I'm curious to see what happens with him, but after this, after selling Chaloba, after selling Bertrand Traore... Yeah, our youth is not looking... Uh, I, I don't, you know, like, like, sure, it's good business and we're profiting, but... I really want to see one of these guys get promoted, and I really want to see them come to come back to the club and flourish. It's so, tough to see, miss out on those players that you had at one point. And like just the only word I could think really of tough. to describe it is just gutted. I'm just absolutely gutted, and I'm and I'm so over it. You know, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, but I never I never we, felt the same way about Chaloba as you did, Zach. So I and I know how much you feel, you know, about him. He was and I'm genuinely sorry. Like you yeah. know <laughs> I really feel bad. I, I, I was hoping that he, you know, played a lot more this year and you know, we were talking about role. it on prior pods. You know, we said the Champions League was gonna allow him to come into the side and play more and you know, whatever playing time Conte offered him apparently wasn't enough and you can't blame him for going out and, you know, going finding another club in England that is willing to offer him that playing time. There's no doubt in my mind he's gonna go into that Watford side and completely change the way they play. We still got one more Chaloba left, though. So don't. We do have one more Chaloba left. Yeah. So we, we still got. We'll still hold on to Trevo. Trevo. Not Trevor. Trevo. Trevo. So we'll hold on to him and see, you know. So don't lose all hope on him. I hope one of the Chaloba succeeds, man. So. I think both of them will. They're both quality. They're both quality. There's no going around that. Well, speaking of quality, um,. Let's talk about Manchester City. They've added a lot of quality, and they've dumped um, a lot of players that, you know, getting a little bit older, running out of contracts. These players Pep really doesn't care about. So just to give you a quick recap, Pep has gotten rid of Zabaleta, Gail Clichy, Bakary Sanya, Nolito, Jesus Navas. Joe Hart went on loan to West Ham. And now they're saying that Kalechi Iheanacho is gone. Um, he's going to most likely move to Leicester. But they did confirm today that there's a buyout clause. Dude, I mean, we go back and we look at Barcelona under Pep. We look at Bayern under Pep. I think it's pretty safe to say that he knows exactly what he wants mm -hmm. from his team, just as any top manager should. And just after one season with the players I listed just now, I mean, he's dumped them and he hasn't had a problem in doing it. it. This is the definition of ruthless. I mean, we've seen this before when he, you know, when he came into Barcelona, he you know, kicked out Zlatan for uh, Thierry Henry, which, I mean, turned out really well. Uh, in Bayern, he sent out Cruz and pretty much did a swap for Xavi Alonso, you know. These kind of players, you know, they're just short passers. They're more, you know, they're poacher strikers. These, these are the kind of players that fit well in Pep's system. And like you, you, you said it perfectly. He goes into his job, into each job, knowing exactly what he sees and like what players that he's going to be getting and what types of players are going to fit into his system. Mm -hmm. And bringing these out, you know, these guys out is just, you know, it's it's just, it's just history repeating itself. I mean, I'm I'm just just looking at this list. These guys are older. I mean, Bar Hianacho, I mean, he's still very young. But mm -hmm. Zabaleta, old. Clichy's older. Sonia's older. Nolito's going to be 30. Jesus Navas is going to be 30. Mm -hmm. Joe Hart is, you know, I, I don't know where his quality went. I don't even know if he was quality to begin with. Yeah, it's not, that, that's really not a surprise. It's that not a surprise that he's gone. But 
you know, these are older players and the players he's bringing are more youthful. They're more, more, they're more mobile. They're more athletic. Um, the only person out of that list that, like you said, I put a little bit of, you know, an asterisk on that's kind of, you know, catches my eye. Let me guess. Hey, Anacho. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't it, know. What, what do you, tell me what you think. Is that a okay, good or a so bad idea? When I, first you... saw, when I first saw these transfer rumors, I'm thinking, what the hell is Pep thinking? Because, you know, this is good news for Chelsea fans. I mean, he's a good player. He has a goals-to-minutes ratio that's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, he's proven that he could score in the Premier League and score different types of goals. I don't know what Pep was thinking at first. I mean, if I was a Man City fan, I would have been pissed. But a report came out today that said that there's a buyback clause mm-hmm. in his deal with Leicester. So I'm positive that Pep's going to wind up pulling the trigger on that and bringing him back, especially now that Agu- you know Aguero's been linked to leave the club more and more. I think he's going to stay this year. Um, but eventually, Gabriel Jesus is going to be that first choice for them. And Aguero's going to be on his way out. And Ahea Nacho is a perfect backup striker. Um, I, this is, he's one of those guys on Man City that I've always envied and I always wished that Chelsea had, but we kind of have our own Ejea Nacho minus the speed with Batshuayi. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Scores different types of goals, makes awesome runs. He's young. He's promising. Um, He's just not as fast. I mean, that's mainly the only difference. If if you expect Sergio Aguero to move out, I mean, to lead the team in, in two seasons, then like you said, it fits the timeline of the team perfectly. When he comes back after that year with that buyback clause, who knows? I mean, he's gonna have experience. He's gonna have goals. He's gonna be playing in a you know a new system. I mean, he's 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 gonna be more experience nowadays. Counts for everything, and I think I think it's a good move to put the buyback clause. It's a master stroke. Maybe Chelsea should take some notes and mm-hmm. you know insert buyback, buyback clause. Yeah, we nice red. Buy buyback clause. I honestly was unfamiliar with that term. I will like can you explain it, what that is. It's 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 almost it's equivalent to a loan, except the team pays a fee up front for him. So like, what Lesser is going to do is they're going to go out and pay a fee somewhere in the region of you know thirty million. I think the number was. Okay. And Man City is going to put in a buyback clause where if they see he's performing well enough, the next transfer window when he becomes available. Oh, you can do that. Are you being sarcastic? You better yeah. Yeah, That's exactly what I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chelsea's made that rumor Chelsea's a made, mistake. Chelsea's made that mistake a lot. And I, you know, I'm just saying, I, I didn't think the Chelsea board knew that. I wasn't. That wasn't explanation. It was not for me. It was, it was for, for the, the Chelsea, Chelsea board. board. Yeah, I hope you're listening <laughs> because that's just ridiculous. Um, but I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about some players that they're bringing in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Kyle Walker coming in from Tottenham. We talked a little bit last week about you know we see that happening and it, it happened this past week. Fifty million pounds. Um, what do you think? Do you think that's too much for Kyle Walker? Um, yes, I do think it's too much. But then again, that's today's transfer window. Yeah, you know, if, if Kyle Walker is gonna go for fifty million and Alexandro's not even going for seventy, what does that tell you about inflation nowadays in the Premier League? Um, I I do think he's a good fit for for uh, Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's just an odd. It's it's somewhat odd for me. When I first heard of the rumors, it's it was obvious. One of the best English right backs in the league, arguably the best English right back in the league. Sorry. It's not a surprise that they're pursuing him. But I don't know if he's going to fit Pep's style of play. I mean, you look at Kyle Walker and another player they've been linked with, Benjamin Mendy. Those are those are fullbacks that when they're in possession, 
are literally all the way on the touch lines. Like they play really, really wide. Um, and Pep's fullbacks are sort of inverted. He mm-hmm. plays this weird formation where his fullbacks become inverted and almost play as like the defensive midfielders. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out because Kyle Walker is not really that good on the ball. He's more of a runner and a crosser. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it takes like 50 crosses for him to get a cross on target, that one cross that he gets on target's a peach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it still remains to be seen. I think, as much as I hate to say it because he's from Tottenham, I think he has enough quality to succeed. Um, but, you know, I really think that this deal was more fueled by the board mm-hmm. saying, hey, we need to bring in an English player. Um, because John Stones isn't enough. Yeah. I think it's funny. Like, when we talk about um, any Chelsea bringing in or potentially bringing in any player, um, we can either agree or disagree whether it's a good, I- whether it's a good idea. But um, at the end of our discussion, we always come to the conclusion that I tr- we trust Conte, Conte and we think that you know, he-, he knows what's best for the club. And I think that Pep has done, you know, earned more than enough in his, in his, you know, in his career and, to, and has that pedigree to, you know, because the funny thing is I agreed with you. I, I couldn't, I really, it's hard for me to see Kyle Walker fitting into Pep's system. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, he's paying $50 million. He sees something in that. He, it, 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 so we can come to the same conclusion. I think I trust Pep. If you're a Man City fan, you should trust them. For yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. like it's it, it it seems like a lot, and I I do agree with everything that you said, and I had the same reaction. Kyle Walker for fifty million. I mean, I don't know how much it, it, that, that fluid style of offense, I mean, d- defense that he runs. I don't know how, how much Kyle Walker fits into that. You mean fluid style of offensive defense? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mixed both words into one. <laughs> uh, but you know, I think that they needed a lot of work. I mean. They needed to work on their fullbacks, and um, getting him does definitely does fill in that void. And I don't know. I, we'll uh, we'll see what happens this season. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like one of those players where I'm like, oh, I wish Chelsea would have pursued him because I really, really hate Tottenham and I especially hate Kyle Walker. Um, but yeah, I mean, it still remains to be seen. They're still pursuing a lot of other options. I mean. We talked. We talked a little bit about it. They hijacked our Danilo deal, and he plays on the right hand side. That's eighty million dollars between two right backs. Um, so you know they're going to be competing head to head for that starting spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's uh, I think it's just about the time to move to the elephant in the room, and something that a lot of Man City fans and Premier League fans are curious about now. Probably the hottest rumor in the Premier League. Post Lukaku slash Murata, mm-hmm. and that's Alexi Sanchez. Um, is do you see him going to Manchester City? Is it realistic? Right now, when you look at what they have, uh, the attacking firepower, and I say this in the least praising way because I don't want to praise Manchester United, many Man City, but they got some good players: Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, Leroy Sané. Gabriel Jesus, Sergio Aguero, David Silva. I mean, they've got a lot of firepower. And I really don't know if, you know, they need to get Alexis Sanchez. I mean, I can't realistically say that adding Alexis Sanchez would make them worse. And that's not even possible. But um, I think that there's other holes in their team that they should address. 
before, you know, getting like a playmaker, goal scorer like Alexi Sanchez. I mean, he's not going to come at a at a cheap fee either. I mean, exactly. He, I know he's 29. He's going to be 30 this year, but he's at least worth 80 million. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe a bargain for a player of his type. I agree. Um, it's just, I hope it's not realistic because based on this transfer window, I don't really know what to expect anymore. And I don't want to make any more predictions because I'll just sound like an idiot if I do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> can I see him? You usually sound like an idiot, though. I, so, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't change that much. Nice. Well, I'm just kidding. That's no, that was very creative. But <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not realistic because, I mean, this takes them to a whole other level. I mean, I know the players they have below are just, you know, talented and, you know, they have their own pedigree, but. Adding Alexi Sanchez to this bunch, it's it'll be hard not to consider them title favorites if you're not already considering ti- considering them title favorites. Um, and if this move does happen, I just want to go on the record and uh, ask anyone if they want to join a lynch mob for Arsene Wenger because I mean he'll be the one orchestrating this deal. Yeah, and you know, like let, if you're not going to sell them to us, why the hell are you going to sell them to Man City? I mean, as a Chelsea fan. You know, a player of Alexi Sanchez's quality, if he's going to leave Arsenal, you want him as far away from the Premier League as possible. If he's not on your team. If he's not, as long as he's not coming to your team. And if they're not going to sell him to Chelsea, there's no reason why they should sell him to Man City. They're giving him the title. I mean, he's he is a game changer. He's that good. Um, that's why it's hard for me to see it happening. But, man. And they added Bernardo Silva. I mean, I know we're going to talk about him. We might as well start now. But. That guy in his, uh, on his own is mm-hmm. going to change the way the team attacks. Uh, from Monaco, $70 million. Um, Some people might say it's a lot of money, but if you ever watched him play, I think he's worth every penny. We said it. We, when we were talking about Kyle Walker, we talked about how from what we've seen, it doesn't seem like he's the kind of player that would play in Pep's, mm-hmm. Pep's uh, style of play. But Bernardo Silva, is. I feel like he was born – to play in that style of play. You know, he plays on the right side, but he's amazing with his left foot. You know, he, he he's great at crossing the ball. He's quick, you know. It's, he's, he's super creative. Exactly. I mean, he, he's going to be he's going to be the successor to David Silva. I think that's the mastermind behind this. Yeah. I know he plays on the wing or you know, as an outside midfielder right now. But I think eventually he's going to tuck in once he gets that work rate going and gets used to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, I don't say it too often, but this is a guy that I would really like to go for and pursue if you're Chelsea. Um, I think the only reason why we didn't go after him is because we wound up keeping Fabregas and we convinced him to stay, which is great news for us. I mean, I know him and Conte had a little chat. Yeah, but I think a bigger role, but but yeah, he's going to be definitely playing a lot more this season, which I'm really excited. I'm excited about that. But, you know, just going back to Bernardo Silva, game changer. I mean, quick answer. Yes or no. Yes. It's a yes. Yeah, I, I completely agree. He offers a lot to the side. Um, he's going to change the way they play. I'm really jealous of this one. Mm-hmm. I really am. And he's he's going to be an awesome player. Another player that uh, they brought in to, you know, we talked about hearts. I like to, I like to men, like describe it as a demise. Cause he really was one of the, he was a top class goalie at one point. And I think, and out of nowhere, just dropped off out of nowhere. It's debatable, but yes, it, it was debatable. He it was is, definitely it is, by far is, the best. I mean, to, to in all fairness, in all fairness, it is 
one of those like for a couple it's years, one of those debates. Yeah, that he, a lot of people have. He, is he, was, he good he or an, no? He was an elite goalkeeper, I think, for a couple of years, and really dropped off hard. They, but now they brought in Ederson from Benfica. Claudio Bravo failed miserably. And yeah. Now they had to go and spend real money on a goalkeeper. Oh yeah, that was that was an awful, awful experiment. Yeah. But Barcelona ran to the bank laughing with that deal. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> They got the better end, I, and they kept the better keeper. But you know, going going back to you know their upgrade, Ederson, Benfica, forty million, young, forty million for a goalkeeper. He better have the potential to be top class. Yeah, and you know, Sesk dealt with a top class the top class goalkeeper when he was at Bayern, so he knows what it looks like. He knows how they train, and also, I mean, if he doesn't pan out to be you know the the player that. People think that he will be. You know, Pep Pep has dealt with not so good goalkeepers no, too. Victor Valdez was exactly, terrible. Exactly, you know. But, I mean, if he's able to work this defense out, um, even if Ederson doesn't pan out, and I think he, he will, unfortunately. But um, he I is think, young. So, you yeah. know, young goalkeepers do have a hard time in the Premier League. I mean, David De Gea was a complete flop when he came. Yeah, I will finish off this Man City section. I just want to hear a couple of your final quick takes on the team. Okay. Um, from I want to hear Zach's takes. Zach's takes. Zach I like Corey. the sound of that. There we go. Because your takes are kind of more important than Shit, mine. Why'd you give up my last name? What remaining concerns does Manchester City need to address? I think the obvious one is the uh, the wingbacks. Um, they only have Kolarov and Kyle Walker right now. Um, so that seems like the most obvious one to me that they need to address. Uh, what do you predict that they'll finish in Champions League and Premier League? To me, they're my they're, they're the title favorites. Mm-hmm. I think they've added enough pieces to their squad, at least in an attacking sense, to be the favorites. And you know that they're only going to go after quality and uh, Premier quality League backs. Mean, right? For the Premier League, yes, I think the team's still a little too inexperienced to do well in Champions League. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I'm tipping them for my title favorites. Obviously, I'm predicting that Chelsea is going to win the title just because mm. they're Chelsea. Yeah. But if any team is going to win it besides us, I think it's Man City. What kind of success will Pep bring this team when it's all said and done? I think I, I'm hoping that he doesn't bring as much success as a lot of people think he's going to bring in. Um, but if he does stay in the long term, it's inevitable that they're going to make a couple trophies. Um, that's just what Pep Guardiola does. And I don't think Manchester City will settle for anything less. I think what you meant to say is that they're going to suck every year for the rest of eternity. And Pep's going to leave. And yeah, yeah. Chelsea's going to win everything. That's what you meant to say, right? Basically. Basically, that's that's exactly what I meant to say. See, that's why I say your your quick takes are better than mine. All right. I have one last question. Um, this one is not related to Manchester City. This is like a shenanigans kind of question. I want to finish off the show. Um, what... What would make better use as toilet paper? Charmin brand 16-ply ultra-ultra soft toilet paper or the Lukaku Chelsea jersey that I bought a couple weeks ago when I read a fake rumor saying that we agreed to terms with him? What would make better toilet paper? Toilet paper. Toilet paper, yeah. Lukaku jersey. The Lukaku jersey, right? Of course it would make better toilet paper. Okay, so can you do me a favor? You're going to... This weekend, you're going up north to Santa Clara. You're going to be watching uh, Real Madrid versus Man United. Yeah, are you looking forward to that game? 
I am looking forward to that game. So after I use the to jersey, can you can I give it to you and you bring it up to the game and you can just throw it at Lukaku when he gets on the pitch? Just a uh, plastic bag it. Yeah, I'll plastic bag it. Double for sure. plastic bag it. I might triple plastic bag it for you. Depends what I had for lunch that, the night before. That sounds like a plan, my friend. Thank that you. sounds like a really good plan. See, and that's and that's that's the that's the magic of the shenanigans portion of our show, you know. You yeah, ask get, these kinds of questions. And you learn it. new uses for Jersey's. different items. Yeah. And uh, you also learn to not trust every single rumor mill on... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's, that's something else on its own. Well, looks like we ran out of time today, Sam. I felt like it was a good podcast. How about you? Yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I yeah. did. And, and, I sure did. And if you, uh, if you didn't enjoy it or you did enjoy it or you just want to give your opinion, uh, make sure to tweet us at Roman's Empire Pod. Or you could shoot us an email at romansempirepod at gmail.com. Until next week, keep the blue flag flying high. We'll see you guys soon.